And welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, online at KCOU.FM. A great Tuesday morning here in Columbia. Rain came through last night. We're going to hope that it stays away because, well, Cole and I had enough freaking rain over the weekend in Knoxville. And that is right. My name is Kyle Jones. I am joined once again by Cole Tusing and our good friend Chance Stickland back here with us. The season finale of KNC Sports will be off during the summer break. And really, I guess, in a way, the series finale, we're going through a rebranding here at KCOU, instead of being called KNC Sports, with the addition of our good friend Chance Stickland, we will now morph, metamorphosize, become Triple Threat. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back with you guys again. And um, yeah, how was? I was going to ask you guys, how was your experience over in Tennessee with the uh, the old Joey Miller, who's another KCOU uh, sports staffer? Wet. Yeah, you guys had, was it uh, Saturday's game or Sunday's game that so, had the multiple rain delay? So we had, so even on even on Friday. Yeah, so really the was, three game, the whole, the whole three yeah, games. I mean, the, so even on Friday there was, a, there was a, a hint of rain, not during the game. The game went on as planned, but uh, afterwards there was some rain. Um, and then Saturday was the big one where right smack dab in the middle we, have, we had a two-hour rain delay. Yeah. Um, Tigers still won the game, so that was nice. Um, but then, yeah, it's uh, it, it was wet, Cole, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was um, definitely rained a lot, and I know on the way coming in and coming back, there was a lot of rain, but, you know, on Sunday, the rain halted up, and there was a good amount of sun. I think we were Wally and Knoxville, so that was pretty nice. So, yeah, overall, it was a good experience, I thought. The sun was great on Sunday, and the rain held off for our drive home. I think that was even, that was even bigger than just the games. And not only baseball, and it's a great opportunity you guys had to uh, travel there and call the three-game set. How was the overall city, though, of Knoxville? I've never personally been to Knoxville. I've been to Nashville a few times, and, of course, country music, and, you know, it's got that vibe. But what's, what's the vibe kind of around the city of Knoxville? Lots of country music, I'd say. I, so I mean, it's really kind of a, it's, a it's, statewide thing. It's, it's a statewide thing, wouldn't you say, Cole? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you bring up a great point of how I've never been to Tennessee. I've never been to Knott'sville, never been to Nashville. This is the third SEC school I got to cross off my list considering, you know, obviously Mizzou. And, of course, when I went up to Alabama, went Mizzou played Alabama in football, you know, a few months back this past season. Yeah. It's, it's always pretty cool to get to go on the road. Whether whether you're really a student to root on Mizzou or as a journalist, like, you know, we have, you know, the pleasure of, you know, the pleasure of being able to do in our position. So I think it's it's really neat that you guys got to do that. But let's jump in uh, this morning. Yeah, definitely. We got a good show planned after the break. We're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and then as I always like to do, on the final show of a semester, we're going to talk about the greatest thing that we saw this year so far. Because, you know, we're only about halfway, not even halfway through 2019, but a whole lot has happened. We're going to get all into all of that after the break. So stay tuned. You're listening to the final episode of KNC Sports in its original form. The NFL draft is now officially open. 
Tune in to Undrafted for the best sports talk of the week. Catch Parker Reem. I'm an above-average Packers fan. But the Bills are a very bad team. They are utter trash. And Turner Klingenmeyer. Definitely draft stuck up. I'm going with coffee tables. But that Bears defense. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Only on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And welcome back to the season finale, the series finale of K&C Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. Kyle Jones, Cole Tusing, Chance Stickland here in the studio. And we start our morning with NBA playoff action. Two games happened last night. Both of them incredibly fun, incredibly high-scoring, incredibly high-paced. We'll start with the first game, the Milwaukee Bucks taking down the Boston Celtics and taking a commanding 3-1 lead in the series. They are the only team with a series lead in the playoffs right now, and they look good in that 113-101 to win over Boston, guys. Giannis with 39 points, 17 of those coming in the fourth. Yeah, the Milwaukee-Boston series is interesting because I remember a lot of ESPN writers after game one when Boston took a 1-0 lead and Kyrie Irving had a good performance and everything, they were already writing the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis off, which I thought was crazy. And now seeing that Milwaukee is a very young team and they have a 3-1 lead right now, obviously that's not a guarantee because what we've seen in the past with the Warriors and the Thunder, especially in the Western Conference. But it's definitely interesting how the Milwaukee Bucks could end the series right here, even though after game one, people are already writing them off. It is, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's amazing how the Bucks have turned things in their favor. You got to thank Giannis for that. Got a double-double last night, 39 points and 16 rebounds. Chance... If you got one guy on your team doing that, most times you're going to wind up winning. For sure, and I'm actually looking at So Kyrie Irving finished last night's game despite the loss. 23 points, 6 rebounds, and 10 assists. Um, but, of course, you know, ultimately that wasn't enough to, um, you know, overcome that deficit. And also looking at, you know, some more um, scoring from Milwaukee. Let's see. They had several guys. Let's see. They had one, two, three, four, five guys over the – uh, the 25-point hump. Um, I am so bad at names, so I'm going to give this an attempt. It's Giannis. What's his last name? Giannis. Yeah, yeah, I knew I was going to say that. Yeah. I think that's hard for anybody. Oh, yeah. Um, it's but, hard for the whole But, yeah, world. he finished with, uh, you know, at 34 minutes. Um, the, and despite actually not 25 points, I'm looking at the minutes you're played. At, you're Sorry. Look, you're looking at the, at the minute count. You got to look hey, at the second he d- column. He actually got over the 25-point hump, though. He had 39 points, so he had a really, really good night. 
Um, let's see, he had 11, let's see, defensive rebounds, 16 total rebounds. So, yeah, not much more you could ask for out of a player. Um, and, again, yeah, the 113 to 101 won, a, you know, a big, big win for those guys. And then looking at the opposite side over in the West the West semifinals with uh, Golden State, you know, some would say the hottest team in basketball. Then you've got, you know, James Harden and the Rockets. Um, Kevin Durant put it up, let's see, 34 points, seven rebounds and five assists, and then Harden finished of course, nearly a triple-double, 38 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. And that's, that's a, it's a really good series. It's tied 2-2. Um, the, the thing I think, which is funny, is I think every single year it seems to be the same story with these two teams. They always oh, yeah. seem to be in the same position. And it's like it really comes down to who's playing the best at the moment. It's, it's one of those – it's not, you know, yeah, the season matters. It matters to play well in the regular season. But it's coming down to the playoff basketball. What team looks the best when it actually counts in the playoffs? I think that's the biggest thing. And then, I agree with that. You can go first. You can go first with this one, Cole. I was just gonna say, you know, you're definitely right of how Golden State and Houston. We've seen you know this series before. Think of last year when Houston probably should have went to the NBA Finals but lost 27 consecutive threes. But this year has been very interesting because James Harden, of course, with that eye injury from Draymond Green. And in my eyes, James Harden has played better after that incident. He's got to focus more. I agree. You know, you look at him in, in the game last night, 38 points. I mean, the guy, the guy hurls up 6 for 17 on three-pointers, which, you know, not the best. But in terms of, like, you know, relevant statistics, the only guy who, you know, he was the only guy who took that many. I mean, the other one, the only other person who shot more than 10, 10 was... Eric Gordon, he only made a pair or so. I think the other thing, too, to note about this Golden State team, and I've talked to several people about this, and I know it's true, this is one team in the NBA that all, uh, nearly most of the game, if not all the game, they always have five quality players out on the floor who literally can produce, you know, Iguodala only had seven points last night, but my point is, you know, they've got it, they have such, they've got, they've rallied behind a team and, you know, the head coach, uh, it's Steve. Steve. Yep, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has really done a great job with these guys. You know, for a guy like Curry to have 30 points, yeah, he's, you know, hot magic. Then you got a guy like Kevin Durant who's 34 points. I mean, Kevin Durant has really stepped into this this ball club. Now, I don't know if he'll be here after the season. That's you know, an interesting. It's, it's, it's I, I still, I still think he's. I it's, still think he's winding up in, it's in a lingering, New York. It's a lingering question. New York or Brooklyn? But yeah. to, but to go back on my point, I just think it's so impressive how a team like Golden State, you know, they just have five guys that are just so great and real. I mean, I think that's really what makes this team special because not every team has five guys, even more than five guys, guys coming off the bench, you know, who can really um, just play as a unit and, you know, just score, really simply just score. You're definitely right about that. And, you know, let's just take a, you know, what if scenario. What if when the Warriors originally drafted Curry, you know, he struggled in the summer draft combine. He had a pretty good rookie year. He broke the three-point record in a season, but then Laurie Markkinen broke that record. The point is they went into the offseason. They were wondering, do they keep Steph Curry, the young talent, or do they keep Monte Ellis? And they of course, they let Monte Ellis walk, but what if they got rid of Curry? What that would have changed for this Warriors team? Well, it's, we're looking at a completely different NBA if the Warriors ship off Curry, because I don't think Clay Thompson or Andre Iguodala no. rise 
to the level that they're at now with Curry not in that basketball team. And so we don't see the Splash Brothers, and we don't see this dynasty that the Warriors have created. To build off the dynasty, I don't think, and and I could be wrong, I don't even think that in a couple years, if you take Curry off this team, I don't think Durant can produce the amount of points that Curry can individually without Curry on the floor. I think they depend on each other, and I think that's another thing to bring up. I think that these guys all feed off of each other, which is why they're which is why they're able to produce so much talent. And I'll tell you, I'm not personally a Golden State fan. I saw them play last New, last New Year's. They are a fun ball club. They can get up and down the floor pretty quick. They can all shoot. And it's just, it's really cool to watch a team. Um, and they're not the fan five. I understand that. But possibly in the future. But in know, my ten, eyes. Ten years down the road. But in my eyes, I felt like Kevin Durant would have still gone on to a dynasty because that OKC yeah. Thunder team, if they didn't let Harden walk and they all took a little bit less money, you have Westbrook, Harden, and Durant on the same team. You have Ibaka and Steven Adams. And some would say that if he. <laughs> Someone say if that would happen, they'd walk away with the NBA title every year, um, which is almost similar to that narrative right now. So, I I agree. I agree. It is, it's and it's this very weird kind of amalgamation of things where like you know we we talk about the impact of Steph Curry, right? Guy had eight assists. Like, what in the world is going on with that? Um, you know, it's it's just the the way they've been, you know, working, they seem unstoppable, yet especially during the regular season, the Rockets were the only team that could stop them. Let's get to tonight's ball games though. The uh, 76ers and the Raptors will go up at seven o'clock PM on TNT, and then the later game following that one will be at nine thirty PM Central, and that is gonna be Portland and Denver. Another, uh, there. Both of these series are tied at two. Cole, I'll let you start. What do you think? Uh, what's kind of your outlook for both of these games, and kind of who needs to uh, make some uh, make some noise? Well, I guess we'll talk about the Portland Denver series while we're in Knott'sville. That crazy triple overtime uh, game, quadruple happened. overtime, quadruple overtime. Yeah, and this, and you know, with the series tied, going back to Denver. Of course, Denver took the game off of the Blazers in Portland, right? So that's that's huge. But I think in my eyes, whether you're the Philadelphia 76ers, Toronto Raptors series, or if you're the Nuggets Trailblazers series, whoever wins game five is most likely going to win the series. I'm also a fan and an advocate and a journalist and whatever you want to name me. Um, home court advantage takes everything. Um, I don't care how good you are, um, especially in the playoffs when you've got the home crown backing you, you're used to playing, that's your floor, and as a player, you feel most comfortable. So Steph Curry probably feels most comfortable in the corner, you know, in you know, in Oakland, um, playing at the Oracle Arena. Um, but taking these two games, I think that in my opinion, I don't know, in my opinion, I think that Toronto and the Nuggets have favorable um, advantages. Um, I could be wrong. I think it should be two good games, and they've really they've really been good series. To have a series tied two two in both of those, the West and the East, um, I think really goes to prove, and you know goes to show that both that all four of these teams are really equally uh, dominant, um, and they're kind of they're they're really balanced. I agree. I agree. You know, I, the, well, the, def- want- the definition of balanced is a you know 
a, a seven-game series, and I think that both of these have some true potential of getting to that point. I guess talking about the Toronto Raptors, obviously Kawhi Leonard is paving that way for a team, and Kyle Lowry has just looked awful in the playoffs. Like, yeah. can we all agree on that? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's been Kawhi kind of putting this putting this squad on his back. Kyle Lowry getting 14 points in the last game, but was two for six from three, only four rebounds. I mean, no assists. The guy is not being helpful. Talking about Vegas odds right now, so ESPN's got Toronto favorited by six points, and then they've got Denver favorited. So, of course, the both of the home teams are favorited. They've got Denver um, by four and a half. So not a whole lot, of course, in basketball. Um, that number is you know easily changeable. Um, but I think it should be two good games. And I think that the I think the finals are setting up nicely. I, at this point, I can't give you two teams that I think, hey, they've got an easy route to the NBA finals because I just don't see that yet. Because I think that because yeah. I think nothing I think that Houston easy. and Golden State are really equally talented. I think that all four of these teams, it's really going to be a grind. It's really going to be who you know wants to step up and who wants to play their best quality basketball. Um, you know, come late May. We still got a whole lot of basketball ahead of us, and we got a whole lot of show ahead of us as well. After the break, NHL playoffs. You're listening to KNC. Sports Live on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. Don't go away. Baseball is what gets inside you. It's what lights you up. You can't deny that. From college to MLB, join me, Taylor Renee, and me, Emma Hayes, as we discuss all things baseball on KCOU Sports' first and exclusively female talk show, A League of Their Own. Tune in every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia or online at KCOU.FM. Bingo crying in baseball! Mizzou Softball and Baseball on KCOU is brought to you by B&B Bagel. B&B Bagel offers some of the best breakfast in Columbia and is conveniently located a few minutes off campus at 124 East Nifong Boulevard. For their hours and more information, visit their website, bbbagel.com, or call them at 573-442-5857. For updates on their hours and specials, follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well. KCOU would like to thank B&B Bagel for their continued support of KCOU Sports and Student Radio. Do you like helping people? Do you think that sexual health education is important at Mizzou? Do you want to grow as an individual? Yeah, Lisa, that's definitely me. You need to apply to Sexual Health Advocate Peer Education, SHAPE. SHAPE is saving the world one barrier method at a time. Their peer educators give presentations all over campus in the Columbia area on topics ranging from abstinence and healthy relationships to anatomy, STIs, and barrier methods. How do I apply? Just Google Shape Mizzou. You can go to studenthealth.missouri.edu and apply online. Wow, thank you so much, Lisa. I want to be a shape here. Welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. And from NBA playoffs, we move to the ice for NHL playoffs. 
couple of series wrapping up over the past week since we've been gone. And then, of course, some major happenings in the Stars Blues series and the Avs Sharks series. Lots to break down. Kyle Jones, Colt Hussing, Chance Sticklin here in the studio. So, guys, what a time to be alive. The Carolina Hurricanes, who everyone kind of wrote off at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of these playoffs when they went up against the Capitals, have, well, they beat the Capitals, and then right after beating the Capitals, have swept the New York Islanders four games to nothing to advance to the conference finals in their bracket over in the East. And then the Bruins have beaten the Columbus Blue Jackets in six games to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. So we have the East set to send their representative to the Stanley Cup Final. In the West, it's a bit trickier. The Stars and the Blues are going to seven. The Avs and the Sharks are also going to seven. And if you could find a less predictable playoff matchup with with either of these two, I would give you a medal because you cannot separate any of these teams. Well, I guess um, one indicating factor I'm noticing is that every team that is so far, you know, made it through has gone through game seven in the first round. So, for instance, the Boston Bruins beat the Maple Leafs in game seven, then went on to beat the Blue Jackets in six. The, hurric- the Hurricanes beat the Capitals in seven and swept the Islanders. The San Jose Sharks beat the Knights in seven. So, three for three against the Avalanche. I mean, you could, you could potentially put the Sharks up to go to the finals, but then your theory does kind of die in that top corner of the bracket where... The uh, the Pred Star series went four and two. The Jets Blues went four and two, but yeah, and, and that'll be an interesting way to look at things. I'm just, you know, because because once again, you gotta look at you know where's the momentum at, who's doing what, and you know when you look at this, right? We've got Game Seven in St. Louis. And the Blues won game six, so they are in an infinitely better spot. Yeah, I think taking a stab at this, I think St. Louis, um, you know, it would be very, very cool uh, for the city of St. Louis to advance onwards. Um, It has, it's been a while. It has Um, been. And I think, you know, they've proven, they've proven themselves this year that, you know, they are that team, um, you know. They've had, they've had up and down games this season. Um, they've had some really, really good finishes uh, in this Stanley Cup playoff series. The Colorado uh, San Jose series, also, yeah, of course, tied at three three. So again, you know, like we just came off of our NBA playoffs uh, segment. I think the same thing applies with hockey. You know, it's a three three series, and both of them, I think, they're balanced. Um, I don't really think that anybody, I don't think that one team has a bigger advantage necessarily over the other. I think that both series, though, favor, you know, favorable the home team, uh, St. Louis and then San Jose. Um, it should set up nicely um, between these, let's take these two games, for instance. So Dallas and St. Louis 
Colorado and San Jose. We'll start with you, Cole. Who who wins the who wins Game Seven between St. Louis and Dallas, and then who wins Game Seven between San Jose and Colorado? And then I'll kick it to you, Kyle. Well, I know that we are you know a Missouri station. I know a lot. I personally know a lot of people who are St. Louis Blues fans who listen to the show, and I just have one. You know, you bring up you know my talking point of everything, but how St. Louis hasn't proven themselves in this series. They have not won a single game in St. Louis. You think of Game 2 where they lost 4-2. to two. You think of Game 4 where they lost 4-2. to two. You think of Game 5 where they lost 2-1. to one. So they're 0-3 when they've played in St. Louis, and they've been undefeated when they played in Dallas. And one second, I'll take a stab at that real quick. In Game 7, in St. Louis. Exactly. So it should be a lot of hype kind of surrounding this game. Kyle, what do you think? So here's my deal, right? No team Dallas Dallas has been the only team here that was able to win two games in a row. And they only did it once. Um they did it between game four and five where they beat the Blues four to two in game four, two to one in game five. The Blues just spanked Dallas four one. That's a that's a pretty big hockey score. Right. Yeah. That's that's a that's a thorough beating. Um you take this series back to home ice, a chance to, you know you know, series on the line. A Western Conference final berth within reach, you know. You and, and once you get to the Western Conference finals, that's like a that's like a foot in the that's a foot in the pool for the Stanley Cup final. You know, I think I think with with this series coming back to home ice, coming back to STL, I think that St. Louis is going to take this thing. See, I, that's my main problem because I know, and you know. The NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, and especially in the NFL playoffs, how it's really hard to win Game 7, like a one-game series, at your home field, at your home court. But just St. Louis hasn't won a game in St. Louis the entire season. Now you expect me to believe that they'll win in the biggest moment? Well, in the uh, <laughs> we, 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 said this, we said this a lot with baseball players over the weekend. Uh, they're due. I think that's one thing also, Cole, I would agree with you that scares me is the fact that they haven't won a game on home ice. And not only, this isn't just game one or game two, this is game game seven. seven. Exactly. So I think in in the same thing, if we were talking about the NBA playoffs, the same thing applies. You know, I think we've got a kind of a, we have a weird dilemma here. We've got a team that is playing on their home ice. We also have a team that hasn't won a game on their home ice in the series. So I don't know, you know. Ultimately, as a, I'm going to be biased here. I know we're not supposed to be. As a Missouri person, I'm going to be rooting for the Blues. Oh, uh, for sure. It's only, it's only, yeah. it's only, it's only fitting. But hey, I hey, chance, chance, we are very allowed to be biased on this show. Okay, well, there, there, there's a reason. There's a reason that we probably stunted off the Rockets real quick because uh, uh, I would have started gloating had we stayed yeah. on that too long. <laughs> but getting back to, well, we all have some laughter. You know, it's uh, 8:30 in the morning, so it's kind of hard to smile at this hour. Um, but I think just getting back to, you know, the whole deal, I think that, you know, despite not winning a game on home ice, I think that St. Louis finds a way to, you know, escape with a win. And then I think, you know, the Colorado San Jose is harder. I haven't really done much digging into that series. Um, but I know that the avalanche, they've been heavily talked about this season. Uh, so the sharks, I'm going to take Colorado in this one. Um, you know, my prediction could be, turn out to be wrong, um, but I, I don't know. I think I think the Avalanche they're too strong, um, so we'll see. I think it, I think two great games again. I um, mean, really, it's been two great uh, series as well. I'm actually going to take 
the Sharks in this Avs Sharks series. And I'll tell you why, because I think the Sharks at home can get two goals quick before the Avs score once. And yeah. I think if the if the Sharks can get a two-goal lead and hang with it, they're going to win this series. Yeah. And, and furthermore, no team has been able to establish dominance in this series. Sharks win one, the Avs win the next. Sharks win one, Avs win the next. It's been like that the entire time. Yeah. Well, the Avs just won in overtime 4-3 last night. So, by, by all logic, tomorrow is going to belong to the Sharks. Sharks have experienced very recently of getting to that Western Conference Final, of getting to the Stanley Cup Final. It's only about been, what, as one, two, three, three years yeah. since... They went to the Stanley Cup final and lost against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I, they, they, this is still a team with a core that you know, you know the, the older guys on the squad know what it's like to get to that successful position. No, I agree, and I think you know, kind of not flipping the page, but I think what's very interesting about you know our, our the final show for you guys is ho- co-host and then me, you know, joining you guys in the fall. When we come back in the fall. This will be over. All of this will be over. It's going to be a completely, entirely different, you know, structured deal. You know, the playoffs will be over for the NBA. The playoffs will be for over for hockey. I think it's just kind of cool that, you know, we'll, you know, we talked about a lot of this stuff last week. We transitioned to this week. But hit August of next year, or not of next year, but in the fall, it's going to be interesting because we're not going to be talking about any of this stuff. But I guess talking about, you know, my pick for the San Jose-Colorado series, I'm also going to be taking – the Avalanche in a series because the Sharks have the same problem as the Blues because think about the games that have been played in San Jose. In Game 2, Colorado won 4-3. to In Game 4, Colorado beat the Sharks 3-0. And then last night, the Colorado Avalanche beat the Sharks 4-3 to in overtime. And I know overtime gets a lot of mentality, has a lot of different morale for the Sharks. So I think with the same problem the Blues have, I think it's going to be Avalanche, Avalanche stars in the. So you're taking you're taking both of the road teams, essentially. Okay, interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting. I think it'll be again. You know, to wrap up hockey talk, I think it's going to be there'll be two great games. Um, I think St. Louis. I don't know. It's Game Seven. A lot of vibe. A lot of hype. Uh, the place will be rocking again. I know. I know fans will show out for that. Um, it's Game Seven. Why not? So um, I guess one last question before yeah. we move on. What about the East? Who's going to Stanley Cup, the Bruins or the Hurricanes? You know, honestly, I've got the Canes. Yeah, I got the Bruins. Really? Yeah. So, so here's, here's, here's my, my, here's my logic. I, here's my logic behind the Canes, right? The Canes have been written off as the jerks for the entire yeah. season. No, none of the writers like them. You know, the, the old guard in the NHL hates them, right? I love them. Mm-hmm. And, and furthermore... They get a four-three over the four-three series win over the reigning Stanley Cup champions, right? And then they face the Islanders, a team who swept, you know, a, 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 you know, who swept the Penguins, who were you know Stanley Cup champions two years in a row before the Caps won. Islanders swept the Pens, and then Carolina's like, oh, yeah, who who cares? Swept the Islanders, right? They're going up against a Boston team that has had to fight and claw. For a 4-3 series win against the Maple Leafs, and then a 4-2 series win against the Columbus Blue Jackets, I see, see no reason. See with that logic, um, I I'm see also no reason. Go with chance here, I'm gonna pick 
Boston here because <laughs> two against I mean, one, I guess, of, this morning. Like they beat Toronto, they beat the Maple Leafs in seven, and then in the next round they had to go up against the Blue Jackets, who just recently swept the Tampa Bay Lightning, who were the best team not only in the East but the best team in the NHL. Boston beat them in sits, and now pretty much a lot of momentum is on your side. I I can see why momentum will be on Boston's side. I just I can't get over this this you know this Carolina Hurricanes team and Raleigh has yeah, got behind him. It's been it's been really fun to watch. It's, it's crazy to watch. And I just want to keep on going. I have I have the Canes going to the Stanley Cup final, and I think that they'll play the Blues, and I think that the Blues will win. It's, okay, so you know, of course, that makes me happy to hear. Um, but that's also a mile out. Um, the reason I like Boston, I just pulled this up because I didn't want to get this wrong. They have won six Stanley Cups. They've been in this position before. They're not just any old hockey team. They're a hockey team that's been in this situation before. Yeah, it's not the same team. Yeah, it's been eight years since they've won a Stanley Cup. But they know what it takes to win. When you talk about the NHL and hockey, I know we're, you know, 18, 20, 21 years old, 19, somewhere in there. You know, we didn't get to watch this Bruins team a lot growing up. Our parents did. I think this Boston team is very good. Yeah, they might not have, they might not be where they were 10 or 15 years ago, even 20. But I think they're a team that they've been in this situation, like I've said multiple times, and they know what it takes to win. Hey, I mean, you're right. They they do know Lloyd O'Wim, but they also, you know, it's been a long time since it's they true. have one. So we'll see. It, we'll, we'll have to see. It's going to be such a fun yeah. set of playoffs. I, you know, be to be honest. You know, it's been so much fun to watch these, to watch the, both NBA and NHL. To wrap up both of these segments, I don't know about you guys, but I have really enjoyed watching all these teams, really watching all these players develop, and really because for a lot of these guys, it's a first time in this situation. For not for some of them, it's not. But I think it's really been cool uh, to watch both both sports. It has been. We're gonna take one more break when we come back. The uh, Final segment of the final show of the season. We're going to be talking about the favorite things we saw over the last year. And if we have time, maybe the worst things that we saw over the last year. You're not going to miss it. So stay tuned. You're listening to KNCP Sports on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. Event or jerseys for your intramural team, one-to-one print shop can handle your custom apparel needs. If you need inspiration crafting a design, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram at one-to-one print shop to check out some of their latest work. You can also visit their website at one-to-one print shop.com. That's O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E print shop.com. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it drowned it again and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update! I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. And welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 
FM Columbia, and it's going to be our last little segment on the show this morning. Kyle Jones, Cole Tuesday, and Chance Sticklin here in the studio, and we've got this fun one. I'll start with you, Cole. What was your favorite moment of this year in sports? Uh, my favorite moment in sports, actually, I think I'll go with two. So, number one, I think recently when we all went up to not one called that baseball series, especially Sunday, the Sunday game where Tennessee was up 7-0 and then Mizzou went on a 7-0 run in the bottom of the third and then Mizzou ended up winning that game. So I thought that was one of my highlights. And then I guess the next one would be Virginia winning March Madness after losing to a 16th seed in the previous season. Those were both really fun moments. Uh, the the game on Sunday, especially, uh, just just absolutely crazy. You talk going down seven nothing in the you know by the second inning, and then being tied seven nothing. You know after after that in the third. And then going on to win, that was amazing. And then, of course, Virginia, who we laughed about for a solid, you know, uh, the entire solid year, year. Yeah. for losing to UMBC in, Mar- in the March Madness tournament last season. And they wind up going on and winning the national championship, and with, not, not without some controversy, but definitely they made it, and that's what matters. Yeah, um, pointing out um, my favorite. I, me and Cole are going to agree on one, and then I, I'm going to bring up another one. I think the Virginia UMB. I think that not the Virginia UMB. I think the Virginia win was really big because I remember the one interview that Tony Bennett gave after that game. I know what these players went through, and not a lot of people do. And I just always remember that quote because for a 16 seed to beat a number one seed in any tournament, I don't care what sport it is. Is huge, and I think for a team like Virginia to come back the very next season and prove, hey, we're still we're still in the winner's circle. We still ha- we still know what it takes to win a you know a national championship, and they get it down on the national level. I think that was really really cool to watch that team just progress through the entire tournament. I think then then my of course my other you know me and Kyle are going to agree on this. I'm going to go ahead and blurt it out first. I think you know I, I, it's hard, to, and I don't even care if you're a golf fan or not. It's hard to say, hey. You know, seeing Tiger Woods win his 15th major uh, at Augusta National not too long ago, um, he actually was just awarded the Presidential uh, Medal of Honor um, from President Donald Trump. I believe it, it was like, I don't even know what day that was. That was yesterday. That's what it was I thought. the Presidential um, Medal of Freedom. But I think for a guy like Tiger Woods, who has been through really so much in his really the last 10 or 15 years, um, with family and golf and injuries and, you know, you name it, et cetera. I think it's really cool and it's really good for the game of golf that he was able to, you know, fight back, claw back, and, you know, pull out the victory. Um, my question I have for you, because I know you're going to agree with me on the golf thing, I want to ask you, A, you can talk about Tiger's win. I want you to know, does he beat Nicholas's record of 18 career majors? That's what I want to know from you. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. So here's my deal with that, Chances. I... I think that what Tiger did was once-in-a-lifetime thing, and by once-in-a-lifetime, I mean, I think that might be his last one. 
Really? I. Why? Okay, let me ask you that. Why do you say that? Because I think right now, and I could be wrong. See, okay, so. But he's already got his 60, whatever yacht he's got docked at the PGA Championship. They showed actually, they, uh, they showed, and then there wasn't the PGA. The U.S. Open, I believe. U.S. Open, yeah. Um, and that I, boat was incredible. I think I, I, I could be wrong. I don't think he wins two this year. I don't think that's – I think he's either got one more – I don't think he's going to pass Nicholas's record. That's what I'm saying. But I think that he, he might, might – I think he's got maybe one, and it's about a it's about 101 here's, odds here's that my he pulls deal. out a second one. Here's my deal. I think he's got a U.S. Open in him. Okay. I think, he, I think he's got a U.S. Open win in him, and I think that is it. Yeah, <laughs> because even even the Masters one was like was like close and yeah. like like you know we we still didn't know if that was actually yeah. gonna go on like you know. But what I think is also really unique about him winning is thinking about all the young talent, all the I mean, there's so much talent in these tournaments now. You got yeah, you got these young amateurs got, who are trying yeah. to qualify for these tournaments, and you've got some guy, not just some guy, you have Tiger <laughs> Tiger freaking Woods, Woods who of- is able to you know, and no one, I mean, he wasn't even in the he was in the drawing board for odds in Vegas, but he wasn't even, you know, near the top for, you know, Vegas odds. So I think it's really cool. Um, he was, he was, he was a long shot. And come on, when you think of golf, who do you think of? Guys Tiger like Woods. Tiger. You know, it's just, he has built the foundation for the game of golf. What he's done um, at the young stage, what he's done at the professional stage, what he's just, his entire foundation. I think it was a great, um, that Sunday was really for golf fans, because I played four years in high school, I think for a golf guy, a golf fan, a golf Nazi, whatever you want to call me, I think it really meant something, um, and it touched a lot of people who are golf fans, and I think it was really cool uh, to see Tiger snag the Masters. It was definitely a beautiful moment, and I'm really glad that it's something that we've been able to witness. Um, it's one of those things that like you know, comes around once a year, um, and it's crazy when it happens. It's beautiful. Um, my moment going off of the Masters, um, is, you know, it's, it's a completely different sport. So actually not, not going off of the Masters at all. So I, I'm, like Cole, I'm going to rank the Masters up or like, like Chance, I'm going to rank the Masters up there with my moment. But, uh, what I have, and it's still kind of pending, um, but you know, if, if they pull it off tomorrow, it'll most assuredly be my moment is, Ajax going and getting all the way to now the champ- the Champions League semifinal. They've got a 1-0 lead on Spurs. They could very well go to the Champions League final. This is a team that everyone writes off every year because, first off, the Dutch League is crap. No one plays in the Dutch League except Ajax, Feyenoord, and sometimes PSV. Like, sometimes PSV gets it together and they're decent. But usually it's just Ajax and Feyenoord. Ajax has won the Eredivisie this season already. So there's that. They won the Dutch Cup. So they've gotten that. So there's two trophies, right? And then now they're in the semifinal of the Champions League. Second leg, they're playing, and they are leading 1-0. Now, Spurs have a good team. Spurs might even beat Ajax, but I think for Ajax, a team that no one ever expected, especially after getting drawn up against Real Madrid to go through, they have done it, and they have shown that it does not matter as long as you you know work your head off and play well, you can go through. 
Ajax gets drawn up against Real Madrid, beats Real Madrid, then gets drawn up against Juventus, Ronaldo's Juventus, and they say, ah, who gives a darn? And they beat Ronaldo's Juventus. And now they're in the semifinals. They get drawn up with Tottenham, one of the hottest teams in English football right now. Them, City, and Liverpool are the three hottest teams in English football right now. Spurs and Ajax, you know, that was the draw. And Ajax beat them once. They could do it again tomorrow and head to the final against probably Barcelona. And they'll probably get smacked because Messi is, you know, going God tier. But so, just the fact that they're there has been my favorite thing to watch in sports so far this year. So I think it's very interesting, and something just popped into my mind while you were going on your, you know, your two minute, you know, exciting rant there. Um, I have another guy in mind at KCOU who loves his sports and he loves one sport. And for some odd reason, the one kid that pops into my mind is Grayson Rainey. So I feel like when you're talking about soccer to the extremity that you do, Grayson Rainey can talk about golf to the extremity. This is true. And I think if we had you two guys in a one-on-one debate about sports, it would be very interesting, especially if we took your two hottest sports. Um, But, no, I agree. You know, I don't know if you wanted to say anything more on that. But I think I agree with, uh, you know, everyone's favorite moments. Um, For sure, it was really uh, a fantastic year. Um, for, you know, really all across the board and for all sports, um, not even just professional, but the, at the collegiate level, you know, it was really, you know, uh, Clemson, um, big win. Um, yeah. So, you know, there were, there were a lot of good moments in history. Uh, not in history. Uh, there have oh, been in there, history. There have, been, there have some, been some the very past, historic but, moments. But really the past year, um, there have really, also been some. There have. There have been some crummy moments. So, yeah, so we got a little bit of time, so let's let's – uh, do do two things. I want you very quick fire. Give your worst sporting moment of the past year. Well, I guess uh, talking about the NFL, the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship, and what we got from the Super Bowl. I felt like the Saints and the Chiefs were robbed of a Super Bowl berth. Well, okay, and I'm well. Here goes another bias moment. Chance is wearing a Kansas City Chiefs shirt in studio this morning because I bleed my red and yellow. So of course, yeah, Kansas City losing. This is my thing, and I don't know. I know you guys aren't huge Chiefs fans like I do. You know, you're not diehards. It's very sad when you get that far in the playoffs, and yet you're that one game away, and you blow it. Um, you know, you look at the season Mahomes had. He broke about nearly every record he could in the book. Um, you know, yeah, it sucks to lose our two really talented players, Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill. Um, I think we bounced back this season, but yeah, that was, and I, I, I can't think of any, a lot of bad moments, but I can tell you, you know, as a Chiefs fan, um, a loyal Chiefs fan, despite not being from Kansas City, two hours south of Kansas City in Joplin, um, yeah, seeing the Chiefs fall to the Patriots, a team that, you know, obviously they're going to be back there. That's like Golden State in the NBA um, was probably my most disappointing uh, moment in sports this past year. My dis- most disappointing moment in sports uh, would have to be that uh, Manchester United, who uh, decided to play like just absolute garbage under Mourinho, fired Mourinho and then was like, oh, now we're going to play good, give all the fans some hope get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. You know, it's like, oh, we might actually have something going for us here. And then get smacked by Barcelona. And then just the wheels fell off the bus. It's been so disappointing the past about month and a half watching Manchester United, who looks so good for about, you know, almost a whole month. I mean, they, they were for about 10 games there. They were both, you know, in the Champions League, 
and in the Premier League, and in the FA Cup for that matter. They were looking so good, and then the wheels fell off the bus, and now they're just garbage. Um, and, and it's Europa League for us, and it's been so disappointing. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then uh, final thing before we go. Mm-hmm. What are you most looking forward to this summer before we get back on the air, sports-wise, this summer uh, before we get back on the air in the fall? Cole, you go first. Well, I guess, um, you know, my one of my favorite sports and one of my favorite sports times of the year is when the college football season rolls around. Of course, Mizzou yeah. has a lot of hype, you know, bringing in uh, Kelly Bryant and all these other top-rated four-star and three-star wideouts and recruits. So I think the college football season definitely is paying out to be a surely interesting one, not for a, not just for a Mizzou fan, but also teams in the SEC and just in general. So I love when the college football season rolls around every year. So I think that's my moment that I'm looking forward to in the fall. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with that. That's probably not the biggest one I'm looking forward to. The biggest one I'm looking forward to, um, and this, I'm going to stick to the golf, uh, narrative, um, I love, I'm a big U.S. Open guy. Um, I love all those championships. I really love the British Open. Um, and I haven't watched the whole, and I, you know, you finish off with the PGA Championship. I watch a lot of golf throughout the summer. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing those, you know, tournaments, seeing, you know, who uh, has the most potential, who comes out on top. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. And the Kelly Bryant, I think it's going to be really, really cool. As students, too, um, you know, who are journalists, we'll be able to, you know, follow him, talk to him. Um, and, you know, just various different ways of seeing his game. And I really think that, you know, seeing what he's able to help Mizzou with um, this upcoming season. But as we do wrap it up here on KNC, it's been fun these past two weeks um, being a part of KNC Sports. And hopefully in the fall, um, as expected, it'll be triple threat. So, Cole, Kyle, it's been fun. Um, I know we're all a little tired despite being... A52, but it's been a fun ride over the past, you know, couple weeks and look forward to kicking off a brand new show. Again, Triple Threat, which I we don't have the for sure time slot yet. Not not yet. Um, not sure on the time the fall, slot. Just but, sure on what it's going to be called yeah. and who's going to be on it. But looking forward to it, guys. But Kyle, what is, before we rack up KNC Sports forever, I guess, um, what was your moment that you're looking forward to in the fall when we come back? My so my my moment not necessarily in the fall, but my moment that I'm looking forward to this summer is got to be the Women's World Cup. It's going to be a dang blast. Women's soccer seems to be the only form of soccer where the United States actually has a pretty darn good chance of winning a World Cup. And they've assembled another good team. You got folks coming back like Carly Lloyd and Alex Morgan and Megan Rapino and young talent like Rose Lavelle. I'm really excited to watch them. Um, they've, they've just got a great squad. Jill Ellis, the coach, has shown that she knows what she's doing. This is a team that has had success, especially on the world stage. They won the previous World Cup, so they go in as holders. Um, it's always fun to see a World Cup. It's something that, you know, the the Women's World Cup doesn't always get as much attention as the men, but World Cups are always a great thing to bring the whole country together to rally around a single squad. And with the women, it's rallying around a single group of these powerful women who kick a whole lot of butt. Yeah. And I really cannot wait 
to see it. So it's going to be really cool, and I am so ready for it. The last thing I will say before Cole gets the final word in is, boys, good luck with finals. Have a good summer. As with you. And we will be right back in the KCOU 88.1 FM studio uh, come August with a new show. As with you, Chance. As with you. Cole, any last words? Um, no, I guess uh, pretty much that just wraps up. I couldn't say anything else that you guys haven't already said. But, yeah, um, this has been KNC Sports. Um, looking forward to Triple Threat and what we have to say in the fall and see what kind of sports happen, especially with Mizzou. And the college football scene, you know, with, you know, of course, the MLB, you know, the postseason starts up in the fall. So that will be a lot to talk about. I'm the Cubs fan. I know Kyle is the Astros fan. So we definitely have a lot to talk about there. So it should be a great fall. It'll be a great fall. Looking to, looking forward to it before, you know, hey, Cole's just like, ah, I want to get out of here. Cole's, <laughs> cut, Cole's cutting everybody's mics off. You get It's like every other sentence, every other word. Oh, well, we yeah. Hey, this we is Cole's message to Kyle and I. It's been a fun ride. KNC's been fun. It's time to be triple threat. Have a good summer, guys. Yep. For one more time, my name is Kyle Jones. Cole Tusing, Chance Stickland in the studio with me. And for the final time on K as KNC Sports, have a wonderful rest of your day. Wonderful rest of your week. Good luck on finals. Have a great summer. Tune in in the fall for triple threat. And as always, M-I-Z. Someone's got to say, come on, that's a tradition. I got Z-O-U. I said Z-O-U as well. Have a great day, guys. Have a wonderful rest of y'all's day. Stay tuned. Triple Threat coming in the fall. You're listening to KCOU Columbia, 88.1. Like a vision, she dances across the porch as the radio plays. Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. Hey, that's me and I want you only. Don't turn me home again, I just can't face myself alone again. Don't run back inside, darling, you know just what I'm here for. So you're scared.